Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the Share Your Story tab on the Church Center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we wanna encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description of this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring this message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's service. Your power. 
Just gone through the motions. I'm sorry when I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. And I'm sorry when I've come with my
stress and you're still in the midst of all that saying he's holy Jesus is what everything is about and the faith that it takes to stand in that place and to say you are holy and I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't see a way out of the things that I'm in the pain that I'm feeling is real and tangible yeah, you're still holy. That ushers in a spirit like no other. That ushers in the creator of the universe. And I feel like there's some people here that still see that pain right in front of them, that still feel those circumstances in front of them. And I'm telling you, I see people that have lost loved ones within the last months that are still singing it. And I feel like the spirit is just jumping inside of me to just say he's holy, to sing it out. Will you sing it out one more time? Think of that pain and who's above it. Think of the
are holy forever. My pain will not last forever, but you will. My sorrow will not last forever, but you will. So I will seek you in this moment. We will seek you today because you are forever. We say, God, you are holy. God, thank you for what you're doing and how you're reframing our minds and you're framing our hearts to not succumb to the, the, the world and the pain and the struggle that's before us, but to look up at who is loving us through everything, loving us through every bit of it. So God, we say you are holy today. God, our eyes are open, our ears are open to you. God, influence our minds, influence our thoughts, our decisions, because it's by you and you alone that any of this is possible. Thank you, Jesus, for this morning. Thank you, God, for this moment. I pray for such a reprieve for the people that are hurting in this place, whether you're online at home or you're in this room. I pray, God, that you move into breakthrough for people financially. You move into breakthrough people in their in struggles they can't see an end out of, in physical pain they can't see an end out of. God, I pray, I pray for that, to be relieved. And Jesus, for you to swoop in like you do because you are holy. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In your name, Jesus, amen. Oh man, he's good. Give him a shout of praise. Oh, he loves every single one of you. If you're in person with us, go ahead and say hello to somebody. Tell them Jesus loves you. If you're at home right now, thank you so much for tuning in with us. We're so happy to, to see you. We wanna be able to engage with you during the service. So please type in the chat, click the prayer button on our website. If something moves you during the service or you have a story to share with someone, please, we'd love to, we'd love to just hear it. So email us at info at fellowshipgj.com or share with someone online in the chat. You matter, even though you're at home, we love to have you in person as well. So thank you for tuning in. If you're listening to this later, I hope that this message and this service touches you. Well, thank you guys. I need to wipe the man tears from my eyes. It's sweaty in here. Spirit's moving. He's doing some good stuff. If this is your first time with us, we'd love to just say welcome. If you're visiting, anything like that, we'd love to just meet you, hear your story a little bit. So one way to do that, that's pretty easy. Just get out your smart device, your smartphone, and type in the word fellowship. Text that to the number 94,000. As soon as you do that, you get in contact with us as a staff. And we can just start connecting with you, hearing your story. If you're in person, drop by the info center. We'd love to be able to give you a little gift bag, free drinks from our coffee shop, and be able to meet you in person as well. And if this is your first time or you've been here many times, this series has been so awesome. Um, so far, we're only one weekend. Today is obviously really special already. Uh, but we'd love to have you back next week too. We're going to be partaking in communion. And so for those of you that are at home tuning in, make sure you have your communion elements ready for that um, at home. And for those of you that are coming in person, uh, prepare your heart and mind for that next week. I love just communion and how we do it here. Um, being able to participate in a group setting is so awesome with communion. So you are welcome back next week for that. As we continue the worship of our great God through the giving of tithes and offerings, um, there's a there's a, a story in the Bible that has just 
really moved me when it comes to uh, offering in general. And uh, King David, at one point, he's not quite king of the entire nation of Israel yet. Um, and he's fighting the Philistines. And he's in this place where he makes this vow where he's like, I'm not going to drink water until I see victory. And that's a, hard, that's a hard thing to try and do. But he does that, and he gets real thirsty, obviously, with this vow. And, and he starts thinking about this well when he, where he grew up in Bethlehem and how awesome that water tasted. Because back then, each well kind of had its own little taste. I, if you think about the hose water you used to drink as a kid, like, you're just like, oh, that's so refreshing. It's, it sounds so good. That's kind of what's going on in David's mind. And, and he starts just talking about, oh, the well in Bethlehem. Well, he had um, his mighty men around him. And... Bethlehem at that point was controlled by the Philistines and they had a garrison there. And three of his mighty men said, you know what? We're going to get the king the water that he wanted. Not just any water, but the like hose water as a kid that he wanted. And they fight through the lines. They fight through enemy lines. They grab some water and they get it to him. And King David has the one thing he wanted most in that moment in his hands. And he looks up to heaven and he pours it out as an offering to God. And later on, he conquers that, that garrison and gets Bethlehem back, is able to drink as much water as he wants out of that well. But what we see there is David giving God this first fruit, something that he greatly desired, but he gave it willingly over to God. And it was such a beautiful sacrifice. And God blessed him with so much more after that. And the same thing goes for our finances. If we give him the first out of each check or each thing that comes in, he blesses us. And a lot of times our heart wants to hold on to that. But it's a a model of how Jesus lived his life, even through generosity of giving God the things that, that matter to us. And so um, in just the spirit of that and generosity, uh, I just want to pray over, over our tithes and offerings. And um, as, as they come in, as we receive, I, I pray that every one of our church family is blessed um, because of that way that we can love God back through that. So Jesus, thank you so much, God, for who you are and what you're doing. God, I just pray your hand of blessing on every single person who's in financial need or financial stress, God. I pray that you can just move mountains in those places and that, Lord, that you can um, just bring breakthrough in those spots. I pray you bless the tithes and offerings that are coming in, and we trust you, Jesus, with their future, God, because if it's centered on you, we know no matter what, it's going to be okay. We love you, Jesus. We thank you in your heavenly name. Amen. All right, there's a lot of different things going on here at Fellowship Church. Here are a few of them. Good morning, Fellowship Church. We are so glad you joined us for week two of our series entitled Reframe. Make sure to invite someone to join us for the series all about changing our perspectives on life. We have been busy here at Fellowship Church and our bookstore now has five unique shirts created just for us as a church family. You can pick one up at the bookstore today and represent Fellowship Church wherever you go. Today, we are hosting our Adult Ministries Expo in the West End of the lobby. This is the place where you can meet the leaders and teachers, get more information, and sign up for the groups and classes that we are offering here in the next few weeks. Some of the opportunities that you can sign up for at the Expo include the Divorce Care Group, as well as a brand new class called Christian Life Hacks. You can sign up for the Spiritual Warfare 1.0 Weekend Seminar coming up on February 10th and 11th. A goal many of us might have for this year or for the foreseeable future is to make smarter financial decisions and begin to set ourselves and our children up for a more secure future. Financial Peace University, starting on January 25th, is a great way to learn God's plan for you and your finances. You can ask any questions and sign up at our expo or on the Church Center app. We love how our church is growing, and if you are new to Fellowship Church or wanting to get more connected and grow in your faith, Rooted is your next step. 
This course will walk you through what it means to be a follower of Jesus and a part of Fellowship Church, as well as connect you with other people who are in a similar season of life. It starts on January 22nd at 9 a.m. and costs $25. In addition to a workbook, coffee and snacks will be provided for the duration of the course. We have a church-wide baptism. If you have a relationship with Jesus and want to take your next step in declaring to others what Jesus has already done in you, we encourage you to join us February 12th for our baptism. You can sign up on the Church Center app. It's the beginning of the year, which means all of us are buttoning up things from last year in preparation for tax season. Don't forget to get your year-end giving records. Here's Pastor Will to explain how you can access those right from the Church Center app. To find your year-end statements on the Church Center app, open up the app on a smartphone or device. Once you do that, you'll be on the home page. This is where everybody lands as soon as you open the app. At the top right corner, you'll see a silhouette or your own picture. Go ahead and click that. It's right next to notifications. From there, you open up My Church Center. This is all the stuff that you're registered for or you're scheduled for, your group activities, and underneath that, you'll see My Giving. When you open up My Giving, a couple of different options. You have your donation history, any recurring donations you have, payment methods, and the bottom is statements. Once you open up the statements, you'll find your year-end giving contributions. As always, if you missed any of these announcements, visit fellowshipgj.com events. Today in our series Reframe, we are talking about contentment. So get ready and enjoy this song. Will you be my light when I cannot see? And when I can't take another step, Lord, would you carry me? And when I lost my fight, will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? Come on, sing. I shall not want. I shall not want. Oh, my soul's but a shepherd in the valley, and I shall
ever notice how everybody always wants something? Everybody wants something to the point that we tend to not trust people's motives anymore. We say things like, you know, what are you really after here? What's the catch? What's the bottom line? Cut to the chase, right? Everybody seems to want something. It was interesting because our creative arts team got together and they started listening to music and, and thinking about all the songs through the generations that have been about wanting something, wanting something, and everybody wants something different. Now, if you're a parent, your kids always want something. But what is it that they, they really want most of the time? What is their go-to? It doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter what age they are. If they're still in your house, they want this. bribe them, you can use candy to pay them. But the truth is, the crazy thing is, is with, with our uh, 4640 uh, student ministry, middle school and high school, if they do a big promotion night to invite your friend, they give out candy and kids will invite all kinds of their, all types of their friends to come so that they can win candy. It's kind of fun. Hey, hey so this is for our 80s generation out there. Who sang that song? ACDC, right, ACDC. <laughs> Bow, wow, wow, yes. Now, how about someone that was just broken up with? <laughs> I think I pulled a hammy. Now, the Broncos, okay, Broncos had a rough year, haven't they? Had kind of a rough year. Uh, but what do you think Russell Wilson might want? back in time, wouldn't he? Start all over, get a second chance with everything. Now we have a lot of stay-at-home moms here at Fellowship. We, we, may you are a blessing. You are a blessing to our church. You are a blessing to our families. But this is what I think that you probably want. I want to break free. I want to break free. <laughs> yeah, can I get a witness, huh? Yes. How about this? This is something we can relate to every Sunday morning, guys. You know, you'll, you'll be with me on this one. Your wives trying to figure out where they want to go to lunch. Now, husbands, don't you just want them to tell you what you what they want? Oh my gosh, that would be the that would be that could have been a great Christmas gift you could have given him this year. Just just tell them, tell us what you want. We'll go anywhere. We don't care. Just tell us what you want. Now let's say you're a young adult. Okay, we had a lot of young adults in our in our uh, church, young adult ministry here at the fellowship. What are they really looking for when they sign up for a life group? I wanna know what love is. I want you to show me 
foreigner for you. That's what, maybe that's what they really want. Now, I thought long and hard about this one because this is for those of us that are over 50, okay? What is it that we want? You know, I think about what I want being over 50. I think what I want, especially when I've worked a really long, hard day. And let me tell you something, if you need this much Bengay or Icy Hot, you're really in trouble. But this is, this is the mega applicator right there to your back, you know, if you need it. Now, for me personally, and wanting stuff started early. And we can probably say that that's the case for most of us as well. I remember when I was a kid, there were things that I just would beg my parents for. I, I remember I got an Intellivision. Do you remember those guys? So Atari's came out and Intellivisions came out. I wanted an Intellivision. And then there was a, a phase where I wanted a, a, a Honda Trail 70 you know, with the little wheels, a little motorcycle. I never could afford that, a new one. So I, I found one, an old one. My dad helped me fix it up. But then when I was in 1983, so around the time when I was uh, 10 or 11 years old, I wanted a PK Ripper. And a PK Ripper was a BMX bike. And it was one of the coolest bikes out there. And I remember doing everything within my power to make enough money for a PK Ripper. And during that time, 1983, it was between 1980 and 83, I, I got in a few wrecks on that bike, so I can't remember quite the date, but it was right around in there. During those years, that, that bike cost $1,500. That's a lot in 1983. And I mowed every lawn in the neighborhood. I, I did every side job I could do. I did all the chores I could do until I could get that bike. And, and here's the thing. I earned it. I still have that bike today. I still have it. It's hanging in my shop. I have it right there as a reminder. But man, I wanted that so bad. Now, here's the thing, guys. And, you know, I picked on wives earlier. The truth is about us, we never stop wanting stuff. And we don't. The only thing that's changed is the stuff that we want is more expensive. You probably went through that with Chris at Christmas. You, you probably looked at your husband and said, you are the hardest person to buy for. It's tough, okay? But the truth is, is we, we always will want, we will always desire certain things. And for me, it's gotten to a point where somebody says, oh, you need to ride in my new truck or you need to shoot this gun or you need to shoot this bow or you need to ride this ATV. I don't want to do that anymore because I know if I really, really like it, I'm going to want it. And I will, don't, sometimes if I want something bad enough, I don't care if I don't have the money for it. I'll finance it, 0%, stretch out the payments, whatever it takes. And we can all fall into that from time to time if we're not careful. So this morning, we really need to look at a couple of emotions or attitudes. One is a positive and one is a negative. The first is the negative and that's envy. So we need to look at that. We need to see, are we really envious? Do we struggle with envy? And then the second is the positive one. And that's the one that we're gonna be talking about this morning the most. And that is contentment, where we all would like to be. Well, the world thinks that the more you acquire, the more of a success you are. And people who die with the most toys win. You've heard that quote before. And you can watch TV and you can see shows like The Fabulous Life Of or MTV Cribs, shows on the nicest boats where you can go and tour yachts, mega yachts. You can go and tour luxurious homes. You can, you can 
watch car auctions. I know the, the ladies, you don't get this about your husbands. They will sit and watch a car auction of supercars on TV. And you're like, what are you, what are you doing? I don't know, it's just so cool. I just got to see how much this one goes for, right? So the television is filled with that. Media is filled with that. And stars today... They have, they have all kinds of award shows where they're wearing clothes that they can't even afford. They have to borrow them from designers and they wear jewelry that we could never afford. If we took our entire life savings and paid for it, we, we couldn't afford it. They, they live in a different world. And don't you get so tired of watching stars pat each other on the back with award shows? Don't you get, don't you get tired of that? I mean, how many award shows are there? You, you think about it. Primetime alone, movies and Broadway, there's, there's five that are primetime every year. Emmys, Tonys, Oscars, SAGs, and Golden Globes. And the Golden Globes were, were just last week. And not only do they have award shows, they have pre-award shows where you can watch everybody walk in on the red carpet. Everybody takes pictures and asks them what they're wearing. They have post-award shows where you can see where they go and party. Now, I think that we should have award shows for the rest of us. Wouldn't that be cool? Have award shows for mechanics and call it the craftsmen's. Have award shows for salesmen and call it the closers. Have award shows for electricians and call them the sparkies. I mean, that'd be so cool. <laughs> could you imagine a pre-award show for one of those? I mean, could you imagine, hey, Bob, what you wearing? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm wearing my khaki car hearts and I got my tank top undershirt underneath that accentuates my stretch marks by my shoulder blades. <laughs> the quest for more is nuts in this country. And then once you get it, you have to protect it. You have rust prevention. You have insurance. You can have your boats shrink-wrapped now, special cases for valuables, security systems. And yet Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths and rust destroy them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will be also. So Jesus has some pretty wise words there, things that we should embrace. And there's some myths about treasure, the things that we want, the things that we desire. And one of those myths is that when I have more stuff like them, I'll be happy. Hey, we've heard that before. But Solomon, the richest man ever, he had words to say about this. In fact, he speaks specifically to each one of these myths. In Ecclesiastes 5.10, he says, those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. Right there, it's not gonna bring you true happiness. And he knew, like he had it all. You guys remember Ross Perot? Remember Ross, rich Texan that ran for president, just a little guy? Well, he had it all, he had it all in this culture. And he has a quote that I wanna to read to you from Forbes Magazine. And this, this was my best Ross Perot impersonation as I read it, okay? He says, guys, just remember, okay? If you get lucky, if you make a lot of money, if you get a lot of stuff, it, it's gonna break, see? You get your biggest, fanciest mansion in the world, it's, it's got air conditioning, it's got a pool. Just think of how many pumps are gonna break. You go to any yacht basin in the world, nobody's smiling. Why? Because something just broke that morning. Microwave don't work, TV don't work. It's just stuff. Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> Ross was right. 
Okay, it doesn't, doesn't help to want things. It doesn't help to go after things. It doesn't make you happy when you do, which exposes the second myth. When I have more stuff like them, I'll be important. I'll be important. Well, he, Solomon addresses this in verse 11, the next verse. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth? Except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers. Did you know there's something called a lottery curse? Yes, so there's a curse that when people win the lottery, they can win millions and millions of dollars. When they win it, that they lose it. And not only do they lose the money, but a lot of times they lose their family, they lose their, their careers, they, they lose everything. And, and sometimes they lose it because of who comes out of the woodwork when you win something, right? Some people that want to come and help you spend your money. I don't know if you saw the new documentary film Elvis this year, but one of the things that happens in Elvis' life is he has this group of friends and they call them the Memphis Mafia. And this Memphis Mafia is a group of dudes that just kind of follow uh, uh, him around and help him spend his money. And the truth is they probably should have been called the Memphis Moochers because that's what they were in his life. And many times that's what happens. We see this with wealth. Here's another myth. When I have more stuff like them, I'll be more secure, right? We think that, but in verse 12, the next verse down, Solomon says, people who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much, but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. I wouldn't know about that because I sleep really good at night, okay? But that's what he says. It's just more stuff to worry about. Now notice with each one of those myths, they all say like them, like them. We are constantly comparing. It's in our nature. So if we want the right perception about treasure and we don't want envy to sneak into our lives, we need to close the door that envy enters through. We talked about last week that our eyes are the, the gateway to the soul, right? We can see this kind of a person's soul through their eyes. And the entryway for envy into our life is also our eyes. Now I have this sticky statement that I wanna read to you. If you wanna take a picture of it, I think it's good for us to remember, but it says, Envy is resenting God's goodness in other people's lives while ignoring his goodness in mine. Isn't that true? We're constantly looking at others, and so we, we envy what they have without remembering what God has given us. So these things will help us with envy, but what about contentment? What about contentment? Well, anytime that the Lord wants us to be something like content, the devil is going to launch something against us contrary to that. So he's going to send some thieves into our life to try to steal that contentment. And one of those thieves is pettiness, pettiness. Now I try to come up with a good definition for pettiness myself. This is what I came up with. Tell me what you think. Allow, pettiness is allowing yourself to get involved with things that are none of your business or letting people or stupid issues that you have no control of steal your joy and happiness. Is that not true? Yeah, that's, you can give me a hand for that. I thought I made, I thought I did really good on that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Beth Moore is this incredible teacher in the United States and she, she teaches uh, a lot of seminars for women and then she also has written many curriculums for women. But the, the, the truth is, is that they're, they're good for all of us. And I, some of my favorite Bible studies have been by Beth Moore, her David series, her Paul series, so, so good. But this is what she said when she was addressing some of her uh, female readers. She says, a good reason exists for our tendency towards pettiness. Satan tries his best to counterfeit the works of God. 
God intentionally made women sensitive. I believe the counterfeit of sensitivity is pettiness. We tend to get our feelings hurt easily and take things personally. We can pick out imperfections with mind-blowing velocity. God gave us a special tenderness and sensitivity to lend a sweetness to our service. Pettiness sours a servant's heart and steals contentment. So, man, if we have pettiness in our life, it's going to be super hard for us to be content. But here's another one. How about anxiety? Now, you'll have to admit that stress and anxiety will not only make you discontent, but also unhappy, unhealthy, and truthfully, just crabby. And we live in a world full of stress and anxiety. The cool thing is that Paul shows us how to fight this. And he specifically says, to have peace, you must pray, but not only pray, but pray a certain way. And he says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. He says, tell him what you need, which sometimes people have a hard time with that. I, I, I've talked to people before. They're like, I feel like it's selfish when I pray for myself. I feel like that that's not something, I just need to pray for others. I shouldn't pray for me. But he says, no, you ask and then thank him for what he's already done. And how many times are we guilty of this? Where we pray for something, oh God, heal us. Oh God, provide for us. Oh God, come through for us in some way. But bless our children, help them in this situation. And he does, and then we forget to thank him for it. We're just on to the next thing. But according to this formula in scripture, if you ask and you think, you're gonna get peace. Oh man. And if you're truly peaceful, you can't be discontent. And what about destructive desires? There's something that can steal our contentment. Negative and destructive thoughts will steal it every time. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you're a negative person, you will always be discontent. This is something that you can beat, and it's tough to beat, but you can do it. It just takes a little work. Last week, we talked about a particular scripture that was talking about taking thoughts captive and bringing them under the obedience of Christ and how we need to do that. And we broke all of that down really, really good. And I hope if you, if you missed last week that you'll, you'll watch it. But the verse that we focused on was this verse in reprogramming our mind, which is Philippians 4.8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And then this next verse, verse nine, keep putting into practice all that you learned and received from me, everything that you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Isn't that interesting? So if I ask God for stuff and then I thank him when he gives it to me, I'm gonna get peace. But then if I practice what he's taught me, if I've practiced what, what, what I read in scriptures, he's gonna give me peace as well. Man, if you have that peace, it is so valuable. The next thief is resistance to learn. We have to accept that the situations that we face on a daily basis are all a part of the learning process. And a lot of times we can go through stuff and it hardens our heart and it makes us to where we're not teachable anymore, but we have to make sure that we always are learning. And when we look at the things from the past, our pa that, look at things from our past in that perspective, it makes it a lot easier to handle. You think about the things that have happened in your life. And, and a lot of times hindsight is 2020. 
Now you can look at him and go, I know why I went through that now. I get it. I mean, I'm stronger because of it. I'm better because of it. And honestly, I went through that so I could help others. A lot of times we get it, and hindsight is 2020. There are times we'll go through things and we'll never know the answer until we go to heaven. But when we realize we're in a process and that we always stay learning, that God is teaching us something that can help us with contentment. And Paul learned and grew through every trial of his life. And man, he went through it all. He went through things that we can't even imagine. Yet he said, I've learned to be content in all things. And then the next thief is independence. Independence. When you quit relying on God, you can kiss contentment goodbye. Because you don't get the fruits of the Spirit without the Spirit. So you need to be relying on him. Verse 13 in that same chapter says, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. Who gives us the strength? Christ. Who do we have to be relying on to get that strength? Ourselves. No, Jesus. We're relying on him. Verse 19 says, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches. And thank God he supplies our needs from his riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. They have already been given to us. We just need to lean on him. We just need to rely on him and he'll give us what we need. If you want contentment, you have to have a relationship with the father. I don't know how people that don't know Jesus even make it. I don't know how people get up in the morning that don't have the Holy Spirit. We get him, we, we, have, we have that gift. We need to use that gift that he gives us that blessing that he'll give us. And then there's the spiritual warfare point. The spiritual warfare point in this is that there's a spirit of dissatisfaction that wants to steal your contentment, wants to steal your joy. I believe that there is an imp out there, a demon, a little demon, that his job is to make you discontented. And it's, he's the spirit of chronic dissatisfaction. And he's the type of spirit that will mess with you. And you can be on vacation. You can be in the most beautiful place in the world on, with the most beautiful temperatures. I mean, I mean, if you're, a, uh, if, you're, if you're a lady, that temperature might be 72 one day. Uh, it might be 68 one day. It might be 62 one day. Guys, 80 degrees, right? That's pretty much, pretty much our temperature. I say that because I, I have a wife and a daughter who both have thyroid issues. So uh, uh, sometimes we have an iceberg that we go home to and sometimes we have a sauna. You just never know. It's always so exciting. It's just really cool. It's mixing it up. <laughs> I need a little therapy. I get it. But if you can be on a beach with a perfect temperature, with a perfect view, with all of your needs met, and you still are not happy, if you're still not content, it could be spiritual. It could be a spirit of chronic dissatisfaction. And if that's the case, you can deal with it. And you deal with it spiritually. On a daily basis, just say, in Jesus' name, bind up the spirit of chronic dissatisfaction. Bind up the spirit of discontentment. Bind it up and cast it out of my life. And here's the thing. Truthfully, you may need to do that a lot through the day, especially at first, because the enemy will come back on you. He wants to steal that contentment. He's going to do whatever he can to do it. So in the moment, you may be on the beach and you're trying to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You have looked forward to this vacation all year. You're finally there and you're still not happy. Do some spiritual warfare. In Jesus' name, bind up the spirit of dissatisfaction. Get it out of my life. I pray in Jesus' name that you would loosen me peace and joy. 
Bind up that evil spirit, cast it away, and then allow the Holy Spirit to loose the emotions, to loose those fruits that he promises that we all can have. Now, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if it's something that you've been struggling with, this contentment thing, or maybe you've been struggling with envy or jealousy, which envy always leads to jealousy. But wouldn't you like to be free from it? Wouldn't you like to have an unspeakable joy, a joy that doesn't make any sense, a peace that passes all understanding? Well, let's do a little warfare before we leave this, uh, this morning together, shall we? Wherever you're at right now, she just bow your head, close your eyes. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, right now, that you would expose any myths that we believe about stuff. That you would show us, Lord, where our mindset just hasn't been right. And I pray that you would be able to just give us contentment now. Bind up the spirit of envy and cast it out of our lives in Jesus' name. We don't want that. We don't want it in us. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. And I pray, Lord, that you would bind up any thieves that might come against us. Bind up a spirit of pettiness. Bind up a spirit of anxiety and cast it out of us in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, if maybe we have some destructive desires that we're, we've picked up and we know they're not good. Know they're going to hurt us. I pray in Jesus' name you'd help us to be able to get rid of those. Help us to always be teachable. Help us to always be learning. Help our hearts to always be soft and that we wouldn't be resistance, really resistant to teaching and to learning. And help us, Lord Jesus, that we wouldn't have an independent attitude where we think we don't know you. Instead, that we would totally rely on you. In fact, right now, if there's something that you know you need to rely on the Lord with, just give it to him. I give you my marriage. I give you my divorce. I give you that betrayal. I give you my business. I give you my job. I'm just gonna rely on you, God. And then in Jesus' name, come against the spirit of dissatisfaction in our life. Bind it up and get it out of us in Jesus' name. Help us to remember how to fight when it tries to come back. You know how many times, Lord, we see people that they're always waiting for something to be happy. They're always waiting for something to be content. Sometimes people wait till retirement and think, I'll be happy then. And once they get to retirement, they don't end up living long. They never get to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Some of us are waiting for that house. If we can just get that house, then we'll be happy. If we can just get that job, if we can just get that raise, if we can just get that car, if we can just get that relationship, then we'll be happy. Your word says Paul learned how to be content in every situation. Help us to be the same. Help us to enjoy where we're at right now and loose in us, Holy Spirit, joy and peace, patience and gentleness, kindness. Loose that in us. Help us to enjoy our life with you, filling us and walking with us every step of the way. Be a lamp unto our feet, God. Show us ways we should step. We pray these things in Jesus' name.
God bless you guys. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week. Reframe your goals. Reframe your goals. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you can do this right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text us at heaven and 94,000 to get in contact with one of our staff where we can answer any questions that you may have. Also, if you're in need of prayer, we would love to support you. You could submit your prayer requests by texting prayer support to 94,000 as well. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, or if you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text Fellowship to 94,000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are still just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week in person or online.